everybody, welcome to Life Awakening. As always, I'm your host, Coach Calatini, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. I hope that you guys have had an amazing weekend and, and are looking forward to the upcoming week. It is now officially fall, and uh, I am really enjoying these these fall temperatures. Makes me enjoy football a little bit more with the, with the air cooling down, and we don't feel like we're in an oven all day long, <laughs> so that is awesome. Thank you guys so much for the feedback from last week's episode. I so appreciate it when you guys reach out to me and tell me that you listened and you hear me and you really love the information. It just helps me to know that the content that I'm bringing you is what's right for you and especially right for you right now. So I appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart and I love you to the moon and back. So this week I want to talk about a couple of different things. I want to talk about Number one, time. Like we take for granted what time really means. And I think I taught, I'm almost positive actually, I'm 99.99999% sure that I talked about this in a previous podcast. It's, it's been a few months ago, so um, I would have to go back and find it to tell you which one it is. But what I, what I talked about was, you know, a lot of people don't know the difference or it's, I don't want to say they don't know the difference. I don't think they understand the huge difference between what a million seconds are to a billion seconds to even a trillion seconds. And, and what I mean by that is, okay, so if for one million seconds, it would take 12 days for one million seconds to elapse. Now think about that. All, I, it's just under 12 days, but we're going we're gonna to round up 12 days just to make numbers easy. All right. So 1 million seconds would equate to roughly 12 days of your life. 1 billion seconds for that to elapse, you're looking at 31 years, 31.7 years. Think about that. 31.7 years for 1 billion seconds. 1 billion with a B. All right. So it, on average, all of us will live a minimum of 2 million seconds. Yeah, I, I said on average. Okay. So like if this boring accidents happen and yada, yada, so on, so forth. That the average age of men and women in the United States, when they, they, when they have a natural death is mid to late 80s, some people even early 90s. Okay, and there's more and more reports of people living to be 100 years old. So if 1 million seconds is 31.7 years, on average, most of us are going to live a minimum of 2 million seconds. Some of us will be lucky enough to live 3 million seconds. Okay, 3 million. No, I said that wrong. Billion. <laughs> One. 1 billion is 31 years, 31.7 years. So 2 billion would be 63 years, little over 63 years. 3 billion with a B seconds would put us at roughly 94 years old. So the majority of us are going to live somewhere between the 63 years and the, the 94 years old. And that's for billion. Now, here's where I'm going to blow your mind, because we tend to really take time for granted. Time is something that you can't get back. Okay. 
You know what I mean? Like when, when we say 11 million seconds, that's a lot of seconds. And so, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. So give me a second. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to turn all of this into money. I'm going to turn this money into time and how we spend our relationships and, and how twisted all of this gets when you put it into perspective. Now, one trillion seconds would amount to no less than 31,709.8 years. I'm going to say that again. One trillion, with a T, one trillion seconds would amount to no less than 31,709.8 years. Did you know a trillion seconds ago there was no written history at all? Think about that. So let's flip this around and let's talk about how that equates to money in your business and so on and so forth. So there are so many people that talk about, oh, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. Well, I mean, like in a day, there's 86,444 86, seconds in a day, roughly. Don't quote me on that, but it's 86,000 something uh, seconds for a day. All right. So people say, oh, I want to be a millionaire. Well, most people, the average person has never made over $100,000 in their life. Not in one year. They accumulatively over your lifespan, you will have made a million dollars. But to make a million dollars a year, most people on average don't even make $100,000 a year. So if you haven't made $100,000 a year, how do you believe that you can handle a million dollars a year? You can't go from nothing to extraordinary in the blink of an eye. Now, I'm not going to say that you can't go from making $75,000 in a year to making over $100,000 a year and then making a million dollars a year. That all can be done in I, I, it might could be done in a year's time based off of how much are you willing to grow? How much are you willing to do to get to be the person, to become the person you need to be in order to handle that type of money and the responsibility that comes with it? I mean, think about that. Are you willing to do the work, the personal growth, the healing, becoming the person that you would have to be mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, with your health and wellness and all, like all of that's going to have to be at a certain level in order to be able to handle the stress that's going to come along with the money. Because it's it, like having that much money, there's going to be like your life's going to change. So if you don't become the person that needs that you need to be in order to handle that amount of money, how quickly are you going to return to your set point of making seventy-five dollars or $100,000 a year? Does that make sense? Like, I, I, I really want this to resonate with you. My girl, Jeannie Hutchinson, <laughs> she is a financial, I won't call her a guru, but she's definitely, she helps women get their financial stuff under control. Like she helps you set up your budget, how to do your life planning, how to do your your insurance life insurance and um, get all that stuff together like she's a financial planner I think and if, I, if I'm using the wrong terminology she will let me know because she's gonna listen to this later but 
I, I, I'm going to do an interview with her because I probably really need her on here today in order to, to, to nail all of this down. But like, so I'm going to plant the seeds now. So when I have her on here, you guys, I can refer you back to this one and we can compare notes. So like, but everything that I've been doing in my life since I came out of my darkness, I make it a point to grow every year like grow every day. I don't even want to say every year. Like I'm doing something to learn something new every single day. Even if it's just listen to a podcast from one of my mentors, even if it's just to read a chapter in a book, even if it's to listen to however many chapters I can listen to of an audio book, like I'm doing something every single day to make me a better person in order to grow into the person that I know that I'm going to have to be in order to attain the goals and my dreams and my vision and my legacy that I've got written down in my dream book. And if you don't know what a dream book is, a dream book is exactly what it sounds like. The things that you write down that you dream about that you would love to have, love to have happen in your lifetime. Like some people would call it a bucket list. A bucket list is like a one-time event. You know what I mean? Oh, I want to go to Costa Rica. That would be a bucket list item. Okay. That's different than saying, oh, I want to run a retreat business where I'm bringing in six figures a year and running three to five retreats a year. Some of them weekends, some of them are immersion retreats that you're gone for a week and we're traveling the world and doing the, the, doing the same thing. So in order to have a six figure or a seven figure retreat business, that means that I'm going to have to have a staff. That also means that I'm going to have to know how to do payroll. I'm going to have to know how to, I'm going to have to have a really good tax accountant, which I already have one of those. So I'm great. But you know, like all of those things are going to have to be in order. I'm going to have to have, you know, my, my LLC and have my company trademarked and have things copyrighted. And you know what I mean? So there's, the, there's a, there's a plan. There's things that have to happen before I can make that happen. Could I jump in? and and start running retreats and and try to figure it out and make it work yeah i could but you know how much how much money i would probably lose doing that am i prepared to do that absolutely not like i'm not afraid of failure but i'm also not going to be stupid like everything that i do that is new is a learning experience i don't call something that didn't go what i the way that i planned it a failure i call it feedback okay we did this this is how we worked it. This is how we planned it. These are the results we got. These are the results that we wanted. What's in the gap? What did we miss? How can we do this better so that next time when we plan it, the results that we plan for, we're going to exceed it instead of fall short. It's about planning what's in the gap. And I don't think enough people look at that. Like, yes, I want all of you to make a million dollars if that's your goal. You know what I mean? If you, I, I don't want you to make a million dollars just one time. I want you to make a million dollars over and over and over again if that's what you want. You know, maybe a million dollars, maybe, maybe that number is too big. Maybe you're just making 60, 75, $80,000 a year right now. You know what? We can get you to a hundred. That's not so big a jump that it's going to freak you out and it's not going to return you back to your set point. Maybe if we doubled your income, if you're making $75,000, let us get you up to $150,000. You could fill in the gap and figure out what it is that you need to learn in order to manage that amount of money. Because once you get to $150,000, going to $250,000 is not going to be a problem. 
going to 350,000 is not going to be a problem. That gap is going to be smaller because you've already learned what it is that you need to learn because you've already doubled your income once. You see what I'm saying? The steps are the same. In order to do that, you're just going to have different processes in place and what to do with the money and how you grow. Like what are your investment accounts going to look like? How much life insurance are you going to have to have? Um, are you going to have a savings? Are you going to be doing bonds? What, like what, what does that look like? And you have to have all of that figured out. I, I'm not there yet. I know that I'm not ready for a million dollars, but I know that I'm working towards that. Am I ready for 150, 250, 350,000? Mentally, I believe that I am. Emotionally, I believe that I am. Have I got all of the personal growth stuff, personal growth things in place in order for me to understand the steps of what to do as I reach each pinnacle? No, but do I have people around me to help me to help me manage the gap and help me get there? Absolutely. I'm not saying you got to know everything, but you definitely got to have people in your circle who know what it is, who know the things that you don't. That's why I focus so hard on you guys a lot in you need to know who's in your circle. Like your circle of influence is huge. They dictate how you are in your life. They dictate who you become. So I, I, I'm going to throw this out here just for, just for shits and giggles. So I know I have, I know I have a lot of uh, parents that listen to this. And so when your kids are in junior high and high school, maybe even elementary school, maybe not so much elementary school because you're, you're very involved in everything as they do. But when they get to element, uh, middle school and junior high, middle school, whatever you guys call it, and then get into high school, you are very attuned to who your kids' friends are. Why is that? Because you know if they're hanging out with a goth kid, they're probably going to be goth. If they're hanging out with the jocks, that means that they're probably going to be a jock. If they're hanging out with nerds, your kid's probably really smart. Like all, whoever you associate, if they're hanging out with people that smoke a lot of pot and are drug dealers or, or I say drug dealers, hanging out with people that do drugs, most likely your kid is going to be doing drugs because they want to fit in. And so what if your kid, you, you know your kids are hiding their friends from you because nine times out of 10, they know that you're not going to approve of their friends because of that rule right there. So do you think that that rule doesn't apply to you as an adult? I mean, like, think about this. Like, I'm, I'm coming at you to, right now. Like, would you, would you approve of your friends if you were your own parent? Would you approve of the people that you hang out with? Would you approve of the people that are feeding into your life? Like, do they, do they, do they bring happiness? Do they, do they add to your life? Are they subtracting from your life? Are they super negative? Do they drain your energy? Or, or, you know, I, I, and I did this exercise with the people in my online course this past week. And, and we talked about our circle of influence. And the exercise we did is in, a, I want you to write down your top five to 10 people that you hang out with on a regular basis. And when I say five to 10, I, I'm even going to include, and I'm not saying go to your Facebook page and write down every one of your friends on Facebook. Now, if you have certain people that you have notifications turned on on your Facebook or your Instagram, and as soon as you hear that little, that little notification go off, you snatching up your phone and you're going to look to see what that person's doing. Whether you know it or not, that person is influencing you 
by default. Maybe not on purpose because you didn't realize it, but they're influencing you by default. Is what they've got going on Facebook and Instagram so important to you that it's going to change your life or are you just being nosy? Are you, are you mimicking what it is that they do? Are you mimicking what it is that they wear? Are you mimicking how it is that they act? Are you following them because they're in the fitness industry and you're following their workouts? Like, how are they influencing you? Is that a plus or a minus? So once you get these, these, these people written down, I want you to, to be honest. Like you're gonna have to be 100% honest and 100% vulnerable with this exercise. I want you to put a plus by the people that add to your life. Like when you're around them, they make you smile, they make you laugh, they make you feel good. You can go to them for advice in one of the major areas of your life, like whether it's emotional, spiritual, financial, uh, with your job, with your relationships, about your children, about your health. You can go to them, you can ask them advice and they genuinely care about you so much that they give you advice that makes you better. That was somebody that I would put a plus beside, okay? Then I want you to think about, or is there anybody on that list that every time you talk to them, all they do is bitch, moan, and groan about something. They are negative about everything in their life, but yet they're not doing anything to improve it. And anytime you try to do something positive, they always ask you, well, why are you doing that? And they, they don't have nothing good to say. If you were to start, if you were to join a network marketing business, they'd be the first one to tear you down and tell you that it's not gonna work and you're gonna fail and you're stupid and all this other kind of stuff. How many of those people out of those 10 are you putting, putting a minus sign by or a negative sign by? Let's do this, this will be easier. So up arrows for people that are positive, a down arrow for the people that are negative and draining you, not, not, not adding to your life, they're subtracting from your life. And then the third category is gonna be people that I call flatliners. They're not really you know, they're, they're positive if you're positive, they're negative if you're negative, they're not, they're like really kind of content with life. They don't really have any plans or aspirations to improve their life in some way, shape or form. And so they're just what I call like flatliners. They don't, you know, if you're doing something positive, they're going to support you. If you're, if something bad happened in your life, they're going to love on you and make you feel a little bit better. But if you did something and was going to move forward and it meant that you were not going to spend as much time with them, would they support you or would they fall off? Those are, those, those are your flatliners. Like they're just kind of existing in life. I think that's probably a better way to put it. They're just existing in life. How many of those 10 have a down arrow? How many of those 10 got an up arrow? How many flatliners do you got? If you told your flatliners your plans for your dreams and your goals, would they support you or would they fall back? Do you know them well enough to answer that question? I mean, that's, that's, that's a real, real thing. Like you need to know that. It's important that you know that because you know, you don't you do that for your kids. Hey, I don't like who you're hanging out with. Since you've been hanging out with this person, this you, you've, your grades have dropped 10 points five points, whatever that is. You were making A's and B's and now you're barely making C's because you've been hanging out with this group of kids. How quick are you going to make him change his circle? Him or her? Quickly. So why do you think that that rule still doesn't apply to you? You know how people influence you? It can be through a podcast. It can be through the music that you listen to. You know, I don't even hardly listen to the radio because there's, there's, 
and, and when I do listen to the radio, it's generally like top 40 stuff, pop music. I don't, I don't listen to, to rap music at all. I like R&B, but I, I, I just, I don't like the way that it makes me feel. I don't like the negative connotation from those songs and they're calling everybody a bitch and a hoe and this and that. And like, I, what, what, what is that doing for my self-esteem? If that's, if it's trying to implant in me that that's all I am to somebody, you know what I mean? Like that's, I, I, I'm not okay with that. So, and then, and then I have my gospel music that I, that I like to listen to on, uh, on a, on Sundays generally, but I listen to it sometimes during the week, especially when I'm doing my meditation or whatever. I'm on YouTube following people that I admire, people that I aspire to be like. I, I listen to the talks that they have and, and do that kind of stuff. I listen to a lot of podcasts. So like I, I, I'm getting inspiration from people that feed me. And then I have several friends that have a financial status that I aspire to have. And so like I can go to them and I can ask them questions. You know, it's a, it's, it's a fair give and take. I have other people that's been married for over 30 years. I can ask them anything about relationships because they've done something I've never been able to do. So you've got to know whether these people are influencing you by default or on person. Is it positive? Is it negative? Or are they just existing in life? Because how you change your circle is going to affect your life. Now, how does that go back into the 1 million, 1 billion and 1 trillion seconds? The seconds that you're spending can be multiplied by the quality of the friends it is that you have, which means the quality of life that you are creating is also going to be multiplied. Like when you are in love with what it is that you do, time just kind of stands still. You'll be working for three hours and you get so much done and you're like, oh, wow, I, where did the time go? That's when you know you're loving what it is that you do and that you're in, you're in the zone. Like you've, you've zoned out and you're in your, in your moment, you're in your thing, you're doing what it is that you want to do. And that's telling you what your purpose is too, by the way. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> so before we, like I've been going for a minute right here, I, I want to take a break and let's listen to my sponsors for this week and then we'll be right back. We'll finish this up. I want to tie all of this together in a nice little neat bow for you and make it awesome like I always do because you guys are the bomb.com and I will be right back. Welcome back to the show. We are, we, we, we're watching time this week because like time is ticking and you don't get it back. That's the most valuable commodity that you have. I would really encourage you guys to do the five love languages personality test just because you need to know number one what your love language is you probably already have a good idea what your love language is but you also need to know what your partner's love language is what are your friends love languages because everybody doesn't do that in the same way like for me my love language is quality time like the highest you can score on that test is a 12 and i scored an 11. And my next one was words of affirmation. I scored an eight out of 12. So those are my top two. And so it's good for me to know that so that when I'm in a relationship, I can explain to my significant other, like, look, I would rather you spend time with me and, and, and validate what it is that I'm doing. Give me those words of affirmation, telling me how much you enjoy spending time with me, telling me how much you love me versus buy me a gift or do something. I, I, I'm, I, I love it when you do things for me, but I would rather you do things with me. 
So that, that that's just me. That's why I say, you know, it, you've got to be watching time man. you've got to you've got to make sure that you are getting the most out of the time that you've got here. And I said, if one billion seconds is thirty one point seven years, you're only going to live two to three billion years. I mean, two to three billion seconds in your lifetime on average. Nobody will live to one trillion. Think about that. Like one million seconds is roughly 12 days. One billion is 31.7 years. I know that if I can get you guys to understand the power of your circle of influence, and how it affects your time, your time spent and who you become, you can close the gap on the goals and the dreams it is that you want to achieve. Like for real, like the, I, I, I have been very, very aware of that for a really long time. And so, you know, like I said, for those of you that, that say, I wanna, I wanna make a million dollars. Well, what does that look like for you? Like, do you know, number one, how you're gonna make a million dollars? Like, are you going to own your own business? That's really the only way to be an entrepreneur of some kind. That's, that's the fastest way to achieve. I don't want to say, I don't even want to use the word fast. That's going to be the most effective way for you to become a millionaire. Working for somebody else, you're not going to be a millionaire because you're, ma you're, you're working for their dream, not yours. When I ask people regularly, what is it that you want? They don't know. They don't know. They don't, they, they've never done a dream building exercise in order to answer that question. So if I ask you the question, if money were no object and you knew you couldn't fail, what would you want, be, do, or have? Would you have an answer for that? Like, where would you want to travel? What kind of house would you live in? What, what kind of car would you drive? What kind of job would you have? What kind of clothes would you wear? Where would you go out to eat? Are, are you somebody that wants to travel the world or is that not on your bucket list? You know what I mean? What, like, what, what, what does that look like for you? And I don't think there's a lot of people that can answer that question honestly. Oh, actually, I'm not even going to say I don't think. I know that there's a lot of people that's not even thought about that. So let's start there. What do you want? Don't just throw a number out of the air and say, I want to make a million dollars a year. What does that look like? I'm not saying you've got to figure out every step between here and there, but I am saying you've got to figure out who you're going to have to become in order to be able to manage that lifestyle when you attain it. Do you know a millionaire? Like really, do you know a millionaire? How, how does their life look? What do their investments look like? Is it somebody that you could low-key ask to mentor you? Do they have a podcast? Do they have a YouTube channel? Are they a personal friend? If they're a personal friend and you told them like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing some investments. I'm really new at this and I know you are phenomenal at it. You know, could, it, could I take you to dinner and pick your brain? Like, for real. Like, I have a friend back in Atlanta that I could do that with. Actually, I could just call him on the phone and say, hey, this is, this is where I'm at. This is where I was. This is where I'm going. I, I'm planning to be there in the next five years. I know that if I sit down with you, you can help me map out exactly what it is I need to do each step of the way. Will you do that for me? Can we go to dinner? Let me buy you dinner. Now, of course, he would not let me buy 
dinner because that's just who he is. And he would love to help me figure it out. And the reason I know that because there was a time when I was thinking about changing gyms while I was in Atlanta. He knew the gym. He knew some people that went to that gym. He knew some people that worked at that gym. And when I was looking at all of the financials, is it worth it? Do I want to start over? What does this look like? Da, 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 da. He came back and did the numbers for me. He was like, stay where you're at. Stay where you're at. You're going to make more money. He was like, I don't, that, that, that's, you know, he was like, you're, you're grown and you can do whatever you want to do. But looking at the financial aspects of what you make now, what you're able to take home, this, that, and the other, and then what you're going to make there, how they pay you and, and what it's going to be worth you. It's you're you're better suited to stay where you are. So I know for a fact that if I called him tomorrow and say, hey, I have made this amazing jump in where I am right now financially and where it is that I'm going, then I know that I could do X, Y, and Z, but I want you to help me figure that out. And he would be happy to do that. He'd be like, absolutely. So, and he would start asking me questions. Where are you here? What, what is this? What is your plan? Let's talk about this. And then we would just go forward from that. And then he would break it all down and tell me what I needed to do next and how I needed to get there and so on and so forth. And then also what I need to do to grow as far as a person mentally, emotionally, and, and like just personal growth on, on how to, how to manage finances at that level. You know what I mean? And again, like I said, I have several people on my team that are great with finances. So me learning about them and figuring out, it's definitely not my gift. It's not my jam. And so having people in my corner that can do that, that I trust, but in my, in my mind, I still need to know at least the basics so that I can always go back and check and make sure that everything is doing exactly what it's supposed to. Now, how do, how's this tying to the, to the 1 billion seconds, the 1 trillion seconds? Like Dr. Joe Dispenza, I listen to him all, all the time because of the, the meditation and, you know, how he brings quantum physics into how your meditation, how you can amplify your meditation, how you can heal your body and, and all of those types of things and, the, and the, the scientific proof he has about what meditation does to your brain and how it all works and this, that, and the other. He made a statement on, I can't remember if it was in his book, Becoming Supernatural. I want to say that's where it was at, but it could have been on one of the, uh, one of the YouTube videos that I was listening to. But he said that there are people who would who would rather cling to the familiar than to see the possibilities. Think about that. There are people who would rather cling, cling to the familiar than see the possibilities. So what does he mean by that? He means you would rather stay in the place that you're at, broke, busted, and disgusted, whatever that looks like, you would rather be existing in life because that's familiar even if you're living a negative lifestyle, you have more negative shit going on in your life than you have positive shit going on in your life. But it's familiar, at least that's your that's your 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 common ground. You would rather cling to that familiarity than to see the possibilities and get uncomfortable because now you know things are going to change because you're going to have to grow. But yet 
you say that you want to make a million dollars a year, but you don't want to step outside your comfort. You don't want to step outside your comfort zone. You want to stay in the familiar. That's like being on a merry-go-round that's going slow and saying you want to go fast, but you don't want to like put your foot on the ground and, and push it to make it go faster. How is that working out for you? Sure, it's not working out very well. Because I'm that friend. <laughs> I'm that friend. I'm that coach. I'm that mom. My, if my daughter was listening to, to this, she would validate this statement. When she calls me and she's bitching, moaning, and groaning about something, she gets like two minutes. I let her say whatever she's got to say. And I was like, okay, that's enough. What are you doing to fix the problem? What are you, what are you doing to try and correct the situation? How are you, how are you going to shift this? What is your, what is your process? What is your, what is your plan? Are you calling me to ask you, or are you calling to ask me to help you how to do that? Because if you're not calling me to ask me to help you figure out a plan in order to change this, we're done talking about it. Because I'm not going to get on that merry-go-round of insanity with you of, I'm just going to bitch, moan, and groan, but I'm not going to do anything to fix it. And it doesn't matter that it's my daughter or one of my friends, one of my clients, that's the same response all the time. I am not me having the integrity that I have, me having the foundation it is that I have, me having the love for each and every one of you that I have. I am not willing to let you stay in the same place and bitch, moan, and groan about where you are if you are not willing to do something to change it. If you're not willing to get uncomfortable and see the possibilities and take the step because you would rather cling to the familiar, I am not going to let you complain to me. I'm not going to let, because by, by doing that, so let me tell you why, if I allow you to do that, that means I'm allowing you to influence my energy. I'm allowing you to infect me with your negativity. I'm not willing to do that. I am very, very picky. I'm very particular about who I spend time with. If you don't feed me with something positive, you're not doing something positive in your life. You're not trying to better yourself in some kind of way and you're not helping me. You're not the wind beneath my wings. You're not supporting me in what it is that I'm doing. We're not gonna spend no time together. If everything that comes out of your, out of your mouth is negative and I feel drained every time I run you, oh, you're not good. I'm not spending time with you. I'm gonna say, hey, how you doing? Hope all is well and I'm gonna keep it moving. Like, if you're not sure that I would do that, I ask somebody, ask somebody that knows me personally. They would tell you, oh, Tammy, you playing. And I, I do it to my kids. I do it to my grandkids. If they're complaining about something, well, why are you complaining? Well, this happened. Well, what are you going to do to change it? Well, I don't know. Well, do you want me to help that? Have you asked your mom? Have you asked your dad? What are you doing? We go through the same thing. There's no point in complaining about something that you have no intention of changing. Intentions are everything. What is your intention in order to make a million dollars a year? What is your intention on how to plan that out to make that happen? What are your dreams? What is it? What, it, what is your intention for your future? What's your intention for today? Like, think about that. Do you, do you have an intention about how your day is going to work out? Like, I have every day I get up and it's like today is going to be a beautiful day. Today is going to be awesome. I'm going to get X, Y, and Z done. And then I'm going to have some extra time and I'll be able to work on A, B, and C. And I'm going to get a lot of movement in 
on my online course. I'm going to do follow up with my clients. I'm going to send out some autographed books to these people over here. Like I, ha I have an intention of everything that I want to get done for that day. Most of the time I have it written down on a list and, and I have that list prioritized of what is most important. Lists are great. Some people love them. Some people hate that. Now I cannot have a list on my phone, having a list on my phone, how, you know, they have those automated to do lists. I get annoyed at the notifications and I will turn it off. So it does not do me any good. I like having like a, uh, a big calendar, like a paper calendar. That is my best form of productivity. So that's another thing that you might want to think about too. Like what is the best way for you to have the most productive day ever? What is the best way for like, not even, not even necessarily just the day, but like, what is the, the, the most productive week, the most productive month, the most productive quarter? Like we're rolling up on the last 90 days of the year. If you want your 2020 to start off strong, you've got to end your, your 2019 stronger than how it finished. Like we all get gung-ho about our, about our New Year's resolutions. I call it a New Year's plan. We get all gung-ho about our New Year's resolutions and then, you know, by March, they've all crashed and burned. And I'm being generous when I say by March, they've all crashed and burned. Normally, by the end of January, they've all crashed and burned. You got a few that'll make it through February, but not, not very many. You have to have a plan. You have to have a destination. A, a, like, you're not going to have any direction unless you have a destination. And if you don't know what it is that you want in life, those one million seconds over the next 12 days are going to be lost. Those one billion seconds for your first 31.7 years are going to be lost. Think about this. So I'm going, to, I'm going to put one more spin on it and I'm going to let you guys go for today. The first billion seconds of your life, and I say billion with a B, the first one billion seconds of your life are where you're learning. You're learning about life. You're trying to figure out what it is that you want, where you want to go. Do you want to be married? Do you want to have kids? Do you want to be in the corporate world? Do you want to be an entrepreneur? Do you want to be a teacher, a professor? Um, do you want to travel the world? Do you want the laptop lifestyle? Do you want to be a stay-at-home mom? All of, there's no wrong answer. Do you want to go to college or not? Do you want to run the family business or not? You have to figure that out, okay? That generally happens in the first 1 billion seconds of your life. During the next 1 billion seconds is when you start applying your knowledge of the first 1 billion seconds. And that's where you really start to grow. That's when things start coming together. And, I, and I'm, gonna, I'm here to tell you, when the first 1 billion are up, when you're hitting that age 32 and you don't have life figured out, let me tell you something. I didn't have shit figured out until I hit the darkness in my life. When I came out of the darkness, my only goal was to not be in darkness anymore. I wanted to be in the light. I wanted, I did not want my soul to be dark anymore. I didn't want to be sad. I didn't want to be angry. I didn't want to be depressed. And I had to figure that out. I was 42 fucking years old. The most amazing time in my life really, quite honestly, started when I started my journey to coming out of the darkness. That was at the beginning of 2010. So at the beginning of 2010, 
I start my way, I start my fight, I start my journey to come out of my darkness. I was 42 years old. By the time I turned 44, I was a personal trainer. And that first year as a personal trainer was hard because I'm no longer dancing. I'm not making stacks on stacks every week. I had two car accidents where I totaled my car uh, in six months. I had to walk two and a half miles one way to the bus stop every day. And when I got off work, I had to walk two and a half miles back home. And sometimes that was late at night and it was cold. I didn't like, cause if I left the gym at seven o'clock, I didn't get to the bus station until nine. And if I didn't, if I didn't time it right, I would have to sit at the bus station until the next bus came, which would be 9.30, quarter to 10. It's cold, it's freezing, and I'm catching the last bus to get dropped off. And then I've got to walk two and a half miles in order to get home. Only to get up and go catch the bus, the 5.15, 5.30 bus, so that I could catch my 7.30 a.m. client. I did that for a year. And I never missed a client and I was never late for work. I never missed a day. Those were hard days, but it made me strong. It made me realize that I could push my heart, my mind, my soul, my body past limits that I never thought I would achieve. Then my mom passed away and I, my, my fiance left me and I had another year of healing that I wasn't prepared for and another year of growth that I wasn't prepared for because I was supposed to be moving to Puerto Rico with him. I had moved out of my apartment and moved in like I like right now is the anniversary of all of that happened in 2013. It's the, the anniversary of me moving out of moving out of my apartment, moving in with my then roommate. Um, I was making plans to move to Puerto Rico with him. And so my life was changing. And then mom passed away three months later. And then he broke up with me the day after I picked up my mom's remains. And my whole life fell apart. So I had a whole another year of healing. And then I moved in with another roommate. I was there for nine months. And then I moved into my own apartment, which I stayed for three years before I came out here. Like the amount of growth that I had to go through to get from losing everything I owned four times in seven years to totaling two cars in six months, catching the bus everywhere it was that I went to get, getting back on my feet, buy, paying cash for my car, moving into my own apartment and getting my shit together and then moving out here to California to make it all happen again. Dude, like the amount of growth it took to have all of that happen was ridiculous. And it happened in six years. Like I'm not even counting the two years where I was studying to become a personal trainer because I, I was self-medicating. And I was, I, that, those were hard. I count my personal development journey from the day that I passed my test, March 8th of 2012, to now, the best years of my life. Like for real, those were the best years of my life. I had to figure out who I was, where I was going, and who I wanted to be. And the only way for that to happen was to put my head down and grind. Grind is a trigger word for some people. When I say grind, I had, a, I, I, I had never dreamed like I quit dreaming when I got out of school and I talk about this a lot in my other podcast I quit dreaming when I got out of school I had to figure out what it was that I wanted because not dreaming almost killed me and I had to figure out a different path I had to figure out what it was that I wanted I knew that I wanted a loving relationship but I didn't know what that looked like until I met D I met D and I had that and then that fell apart and now I was crushed again now I had to figure it all out 
And so what do I do? I get back into a relationship with somebody that is more of a situationship, but it was better than being alone. I had the stigma thinking that if you're single, you're not lovable. And I also had a, a subconscious belief that sex was love. So if you had sex with me, you love me. And how stupid is that to think? But a lot of people that have had, that's been sexually abused in their life, that's a subconscious thought. That's, that's the only thing that they know because as children, that we were forced to have sex and that's how people showed love with us. And so as a child, that's the belief that's planted. Oh, this is, this is love. This is how you show love to somebody. And it's a warped thing, but until you figure that out and realize that that's not the truth and go, go in the, go figure out how to change your thought processes in order to undo that belief, then you're going to be in the same merry-go-round over and over and over again. The relationships are all going to be the same, only the names and faces have changed. Like, you got to cut it out, man. Like, I, I, I want you guys to figure it out. I really do. If you're not sure how to do that, look, look, I, inbox me. Direct message me. Find me, on, find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. Like, I, you, you can find me. Look, look up Tammy Loftus. Hashtag Callie Tammy. I pop up everywhere. You can go to my website and send me a message from there. Tammy Loftus or Tammy at TammyLoftus.com. I'm, ha I'm happy to help you do that. But doing a dream building exercise where you ask yourself the question, if money were no object and you knew you couldn't fail, what would you be, do, or have? And now, so let me give you a caveat to that. When you do that exercise, set your timer for two minutes. Anything over two minutes your conscious brain gets in the way. Well, how are you going to do that? I don't care about the how. Right now, I want you to, I want you to just dream. I want you to open up those dream waves. I want you to think about the brighter side of life. I want you to think about the things that you've never had, you've never had before. What is it that you want? What would it feel like to have those things? Because if you, can, if you can figure out what it feels like to have those things, because we all want things because we think we'll feel better when we get them. Well, most of the time, or not, I mean, say all, all the time, you can have those feelings without having the things. You've just tied those emotions to those things. So you think the only way that you can be happy is to buy a new car? You can't find happiness in something you can't find happiness inside yourself without having something given to you. Because I call bullshit. I can find babies laughing on YouTube. And I guarantee you that you're going to find laughter and you're going to find joy and you're going to find happiness in that. You know, are you a dog person? Are you a cat person? I bet you we could find uh, videos of baby kittens or baby animals or baby dogs. And you're going to find joy and happiness in that. If you can attach that joy and happiness to yourself on a regular basis and then meditate and think about the things it is that you want, you're going to see the synchronicities of life show up and show you how you can attain those things that you want. I'm just telling you, that's how the world works. That's how I've been able to grow at the rate of speed that I'm able to grow, how I've been able to catapult myself in ways that freaks people out. They're like, how are you doing this so fast? How are you managing to make this happen? Because I don't have any fear. I don't, I, I don't have any fear. Everything is, is excitement to me. And I look at it as a challenge. I don't look at things as hard. And I like challenges. I like to be challenged. I like to 
figure things out. I like to learn things new. I'm a sponge. Like those are my beliefs. And so when I have those things, even when, when things come up that other people would consider hard, they're easy for me because I enjoy things like that. And I hope that, I hope that makes sense to you. And they have a, a, a blue angels flying around. So there's probably gonna be some airplanes in the background here. So if you hear that, that's what it is. They're doing lots of flybys today. <laughs> But anyway, I, I, I just wanted to, you know, put that, put that bug in your ear for this week. You know, really, like, be aware of your time, man. Like, watch the time that you spend with people that aren't feeding your soul. Watch the time that you're doing nothing to make you better. Watch the time that you're spending doing nothing to get you towards your goals and your dreams. Watch the time that you're not spending with your kids, Kids want your time. They want your attention. And I guarantee you, if you're 100% present with your kids or your significant other, that time spent will be way better suited than anything else you could have done. When you're spending your time wisely, you'll double the time that you feel like you have on this planet. What are you going to be doing for the next 1 billion seconds of your life? What are you going to be doing... And if 1 billion is too big, what are you going to be doing over the next 1 million seconds of your life? What are you doing over the next 12 days to make your life better than what it is today? I would love to hear your answers. Hit me up on Instagram stories and, and tag me and say, this is what I'm doing with my next 1 million seconds. I would love to hear that from you. So I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for showing up and showing out each and every week, supporting my podcast, supporting me, supporting my dreams and goals. If you would like to know more about my soul transformation course, please uh, go to my website at tamyloftus.com forward slash online course or just hit online course in the menu. That'd be super easy. You can do that. <laughs> and if you would like to know more about how to do the dream building exercise, I would love to be able to help you with that too. Uh, I love you guys to the moon and back. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure that you favorite, that you subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and family, hit that share button so that we can spread the love to everybody. Take a screenshot of this podcast, share it in your Instagram and Facebook stories and tag me in it. I would love to reshare it in mine and give you a shout out. I love you guys to the moon and back and I will see you next week. Bye-bye now.